I'm Paul Brennan, and this is Gold Insight Podcast by Torch College Recruiting. Today on Gold Insight Podcast, we have arguably the best women's high school thrower in history. Alyssa Wilson, graduate of Donovan Catholic High School in New Jersey and current student athlete at UCLA, holds both indoor and outdoor national high school records in the shot put, is a three-time national champion, received All-American honors a stupid amount of times, and so much more. She's arguably the best triple threat thrower in the NCAA as she qualified for the national championships in not just the shot put, but also the discus and hammer twice. In my opinion, Alyssa is only rival to Maggie Ewan for the overall uh, best woman thrower in NCAA history, and I am so excited to have her here today. So, Alyssa, hope that intro did you justice. How are you doing? Yes, hi. Thank you for having me. I'm doing pretty well, you know, trying to get all the workouts in and spending time with family while I'm back home in New Jersey, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so how have you been uh, managing training with the pandemic? Uh, I know you probably don't have access to the weights and everything that you'd want. How are you kind of managing this crazy situation? Right. It's been difficult finding places to train, especially for the hammer, but I've been doing a lot of conditioning and working on my technique um, in each event whether that's just going in circles and going through the motions um, to stay in shape. I've been doing tons of cardio. And so I usually do like jump rope for an hour or I'll run two to three miles or I'll throw together an ab circuit or a med ball workout. And I try to work out for at least three hours every day if I can. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's intense for sure. Um, and like, will you be able to train at UCLA in the fall? I know every school has a uh, different policy towards athletics and, how is that going to work out for you guys? Yeah, hopefully. Um, as of now, like I should be able to go back at the end of September. I'm super excited to get back into the swing of things with my teammates and coaches on the West Coast. The only issue I think we'll have with the um, the weight room, we'll have to like split up in separate groups, smaller groups. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, at least yes. yeah, at least you'll be able to get it in. Yeah, so I know like with us, it's. Yeah, it's much more stringent than that. We might not be able to use the weight room until like the end of September, which is a whole crazy situation. So, but yeah, anyway, it's good. To, at least you'll be back with the uh, teammates in the uh, California sun. Um, yeah, yeah, I so, won't go back till the end of September. So uh-huh. I still have some time. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. So usually to start the podcast, I just want to uh, ask you a few quick questions just so the listeners get a sense of who you are. It's like a little goofy sometimes, but anyway. Yeah, so first, what is your uh, college major? I'm studying psychology. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I know um, your former teammate that's now coming to Princeton, uh, Sandre. Sandre. Yeah, yeah, he is, uh, he's doing the same thing at Princeton, at least. Yeah, we're kind of stealing away from you guys, sorry. But <laughs> 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 yeah, we'll have, the, uh, we'll have his brother as well. We'll just have a pole vaulting uh, powerhouse. It'll be fun. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Um, do you have like any special secret talents? I know, like I don't know, Sydney McLaughlin's like the the famous for the juggling and basketball trick shots or whatnot. Like, what do you have anything like that? Uh, I don't really have any like crazy secret talents, but I will say that everyone tells me that I can French braid really fast, and it's funny because that's like my go-to hairstyle for meet days because it stays in for the hammer and especially for the weight. <laughs> 
Awesome. Yeah. So that, that's good for all your teammates as well, right? So you can yeah. <laughs> just style them up real quick. Yeah. So, and if you could travel, uh, time travel, where would you go and why? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I'd have to say that perhaps like I'd like to go back in time to my freshman year at UCLA specifically to tell my younger self like not to worry and not rush the process especially mm -hmm. with all the knowledge that I have that I know now as a veteran thrower that everything always works out no matter how stressful it might seem at the time like for example traveling with the team I was always so worried about getting ahead on my assignments because academics always comes first but I didn't realize all of the added stress it put on my body to perform at its highest level during that competition. Uh, so yeah, I wish I could go back in time and use the time management skills that I know now. Um, they definitely would have helped big time. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely get that. Your first, and at least for me, is same, uh, same sort of experience where I, freshman year of college is just a huge adjustment and you wanna stay on top of everything, but uh, also perform at the highest level, yeah. You definitely gain a lot of knowledge. Like even now, I definitely could perform. I going back, I could perform a lot better than I did my freshman year for sure. But anyway, who's your current and historical like favorite thrower, and why? Give me the kind. Of, kind of give me the uh, rundown on that. <laughs> yeah. So currently, I look up to Deanna Price. Um, I competed with her last summer at the Outdoor U.S. Championships, and she was super humble. And it was awesome watching her throw like her American record right in front of me, as well as in like the same flight, let alone. Um, historically, um, I don't really watch that much video, but when I do, I usually turn to Litvinov. Um, Coach Frazier always refers to him in practice. So I tend to watch his videos for the hammer, for references. Yeah, yeah it's the same thing with Samaras. The, uh, yeah, definitely like everyone's technical model for sure. Yeah, it was awesome. Anyway, and Finally, like what accomplishment are you most proud of and why? I know you have a ton of those, so must be, might be a hard question, but. <laughs> yeah, well, thinking back, I'd say claiming the indoor national record um, in the shot put in high school is my biggest mm -hmm. feat to date. Um, when I threw 17.51 meters at the New York Armory, all I remember is that my whole family was there, my high school coaches, and I recall all of the media and news articles leading up to that milestone. They were all saying, is Alyssa going to break the national record? She's only this many inches away. And during those moments, I always felt pressure in the back of my mind to break that. And I guess when it finally happened and I threw the national record, I felt relieved not only from the media, but from all of the pressure that I had put on myself. Um, I've always had that mentality where, you know, anything less than a certain distance just wasn't good enough and I was wasting my time in the sport, mm -hmm. um, but I really have my dad to thank for programming me with that mentality that there's always going to be, you know, someone better than you and I'm thankful for him for that. I used to spend hours in my basement. I had a circle and um, I'd be there every night with my dad for like maybe two hours working on getting better and, you know, trying to perfect my technique. So once I like hit that national record, you know, I felt this big relief come off of my shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, definitely all the hard work paid off. Definitely one of, arguably one of the, be like, the best high school thrower in history. So it's a great accomplishment. But yeah, Thank definitely. You. Yeah, you can definitely see that. So anyway, um, so for the podcast, I just want to uh, be able to take a uh, deep dive into what got you into track, uh, the recruiting process, and um, how, you, how you were able to find success in the sport. So to start, um, 
how did you begin with track? And like, did you any, do you play any other sports before? I would love to hear uh, your journey in sports and what got you into track specifically. So, um, yeah. So, um, believe it or not, I actually did like gymnastics, soccer, and dance for a little while, probably like for two years or so. And then I fell in love with basketball around like nine years old. Um, my parents realized that I was really good at basketball because I was aggressive and I always tried to be the best at everything I did. So I stuck with that for a while. And then when I went into sixth grade, I tried out for my middle school's track team just to stay in shape for winter track season. So I ran the 100, 200, and at one of my practices, my head coach, Mrs. Bruett, came up to me at the time and was like, Alyssa, you're really tall and super strong. Um, do you want to give this a try while handing me a discus? Um, so mm. then after our first meet, everyone was shocked at like how talented I was and from such like a very young age. So my dad went home, did some research online and studied different like techniques, throwing shoes, wrist straps and all that stuff. And then from there on out, the throws really like skyrocketed for me. Um, my dad found a club, started coaching. I started training and then I started going into junior Olympic meets just for fun. Um, mm -hmm. Then when I entered high school, I still had a passion for basketball and it was pretty much my life at that point. So I started on varsity and was the MVP of my team my freshman year. And wow. after that was spring track. And then everything just started coming together for me um, for like throwing in at that year. Um, I love throwing. I believe I ended with like 42 feet, eight inches in the shot and wow. 140 feet in the discus my freshman year. Mm -hmm. um, then during that summer, um, my parents convinced me to give up basketball and pursue throwing because it was my better chances at going to college for that. Um, plus all the in ankle injuries I've had with basketball throughout the years, I really couldn't risk that happening again because I was on crutches like five different times. Wow. Um, I mean, it was a hard decision. I remember crying for days thinking like, am I really just going to give up basketball like this? Like, this is my life. Um, <laughs> but looking back at it, I wouldn't have changed a thing. Um, my parents guided me in the right direction and I wouldn't have built the character and like work ethic I have today if it wasn't for basketball over the years. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how it all began. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I know like I had a similar uh, kind of thing with football where I was super into football and wanted to play. And then uh, my, my dad and kind of my coaches convinced me like kind of give it up, pursue track, like you're super, super talented. So yeah, I know like we all kind of have to deal with that kind of that sacrifice but um it obviously brought you to where you are today and it's kind of all that matters I mean national like two national records and qualifying for nationals in three events speaks for itself so um right, and can right, you right. yeah and um can you recall any moment or time when you like kind of developed that passion I know you kind of touched on it before did you do you, can you recall any um any time or like a meet or something like that where you kind of realized like oh wow this is something I want to pursue at like the highest level and I really want to get better kind of just like give me the rundown on that yeah so I think um 2016 was like that year for me when I made my first ever U20 national team mm -hmm. and like I had the opportunity to travel to Bidgosh Poland and throw the shot put for Team USA and so I was really nervous but I was proud of myself for taking advantage of you know that once in a lifetime opportunity and that was actually my very first time flying internationally. Wow. Um, and I had to compete without my parents and coaches there because 
they weren't going to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but after taking third place and bringing home the bronze for my country, I knew I had a brighter future in front of me. It kind of gave me like that taste of success and drove me to where I am now. Like, in other words, it was like a wake up call to reality. Like, this is where I fit. Like, I can do this and pursue this to a greater level. And I'd have to say that my dad inspired me. Um, he saw the talent and drive I had to be the best athlete I could be. And that kind of gave me a sense of inspiration to keep going um, because he would spend like his free time helping me grow as a person and believed in me. So that meant yeah. that I should too. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember um, yeah, speaking to your dad, probably my freshman year, something like that, freshman or sophomore year, and just seeing how like his passion for it as well and kind of how it enveloped into you a little bit. And uh, that's always a really, really cool thing to see. I know my dad, we're, we both kind of have track dads where it's, I don't know, <laughs> we, they see our success and they kind of like love to, love to see um, their hard work kind of go into us and us do well. So, yes, yes, yeah. definitely. <laughs> so it's, like, but yeah, I definitely can relate to you in that. But um, anyway, so let's fast forward to the uh, end of your junior year. Um, you were highly successful at that point, breaking the state record multiple times, winning a New Balance National Championship, becoming the World Junior Bronze Medalist, as you mentioned before. With that being said, I'm sure you were highly recruited by almost every top university. So when recruited, what were you looking for in a university and track program? And what kind of uh, made you realize that UCLA was the place for you? Well, when I first started looking, like I knew that I wanted to go out to the West Coast where the weather was nice all year round. And this was because I wanted to be able to throw the hammer and discus every single day. Um, so initially I had my choices narrowed down um, to about five. And I chose UCLA because it has a deep history and great American throwers. You, I mean, you have like Susie Powell Roos in the discus all the way to John Godina in the shot. And it's one of the top public schools in the nation. Um, but yeah, I chose UCLA because I just had this feeling um, after I took my official visit that it was like the place for me and it felt like home, um, even though, you know, it's on the other side of the country, <laughs> um, but you can't beat the weather. So I'm able to train outside every day of the year, except for only like five days um, when it rains. So, wow. Yeah, that's pretty nice something that I cannot relate to but <laughs> we have the the New Jersey winters are yeah not forgiving but you you certainly know that um yeah that's awesome yeah I I'm I haven't been out to the west coast yet but I certainly want to go hopefully uh yeah hopefully I'll go out there soon but anyway um yeah so upon entering college as like a high profile incoming talent I know you're like kind of mentioned that before where like you had so much pressure leading up to like all these meets and I'm sure there's a lot of pressure for you to perform during your freshman year, especially. So how was that transition like from high school to college? And like, how were you able to handle that pressure? Because I know it must have been like that, that must have been huge for you, especially with all the media attention and whatnot. So, Yes. Um, I mean, it was tough at first um, in my mind. Like if I didn't beat my marks at one of my like very first meets, to me, it felt like the end of the world. So mm -hmm. I did end up realizing that everyone starts out quite similar in college. Everyone either needs like weeks or even a couple of months to build that confidence to be able to compete within the caliber of the NCAA. It's definitely like another level of competitiveness compared to that of high school. 
but mm -hmm. I'd say overall it took me maybe a couple indoor meets to get used to this new pressure and throwing against like these women that were either three, four or five years older than me at the time. But coach Frazier was like a huge help with that. I'm lucky to have him as a coach. He's kind of like a dad away from home. Um, mm -hmm. He's there to support me, you know, all the support from the whole team and everything else kind of made that transition to college a whole lot easier in my opinion, um, which was great. Yeah, yeah. I know I had you kind of all rally around the team just to uh, get a sense of community and feel comfortable. And it's uh, definitely a great thing. Um, yeah, I definitely had like a, t a rough transition to college, especially when you're trying to deal with academics upon uh, trying to be a high level performer. But uh, yeah, it's good that like the track team definitely makes a huge difference. And so, um, as I mentioned before, you hold the uh, high school national record for the shot put. But most people that don't follow the sport closely may not realize that you're also an elite athlete in the hammer, weight, and discus as well, which is very, very rare. And so as a hammer and discus thrower, I have trouble just being decent at both of those. And so I just want to get like your um, take on how you manage training and how you're able to stay at the top level of uh, all of those events. Yes, it's, um, it's certainly not easy in any way, like shape or form. Um, but when I entered college, my coach and I kind of just sat down and we came up with a plan. Um, he was on board with me throwing all three events when it came to that outdoor season. So we have planned it out where like I throw twice a day as well as lifting. Um, but when it's the week of a competition, I might focus on a certain event that I need to do better in for that meet. Um, mm -hmm. So we kind of gauge it based off of how I'm feeling and where my energy levels are at that day. Oh, cool. All right. So Dan, when you throw, when you say you throw twice a day, do you mean like a morning session, like an afternoon session, or would it be like sessions back to back? And it's just like asking for me, but. <laughs> um, yeah. So like morning and afternoon. So like, I'll throw hammer every day, like Monday through Friday. And then I alternate like every other day between discus and shot in the afternoon. So like with that being said, we have like hammer training like 10 to 11.30 AM. And then I either do shot or disc um, that afternoon from like two to 3.30, followed by weight training till about like 5 PM. And wow. you know, some days it could be very hectic running from class to practice back to class, but I wouldn't treat it for the world. <laughs> yeah, that's in, that that's incredible. Yeah, I need to start doing the the morning to afternoon stuff. It just crazy. I think it's <laughs> actually kind of it's definitely easier because it kind of like splits up your focus. So mm -hmm. you know, with the multiple events, you don't have to just you can only focus on like the one event and then move on to the next. Yeah, yeah, I know. With uh, at least with uh, the pandemic and everything like that, I've started like splitting up my training where I do like throws in the morning then. Uh, lifting in the afternoon and it feels so much better so I'm definitely gonna implement that once I get into college but yeah that's crazy crazy scheduling but it's what it takes to to be a champion in all three so gotta <laughs> keep doing that yeah it's a grind but um to follow yeah so I kind of like already went to the next question we already kind of answered that um now I know like whether from your father family or coach Frazier you probably received a lot of advice over the years and so what has been the best advice that you have received from either a coach or a mentor that's helped you achieve your successes? It's kind of crazy just to be successful in all three of these. So I'm sure you've had a lot of people mentor you and trying to get to this point. So, yeah, it's, um, it's hard to like narrow it down to like one specific piece of advice, but, um, like my coach and my parents are pretty much on the same page, but they always tell me to 
not worry about what anyone else thinks of you, as in people are always going to judge you and their opinions of you don't define you as a person or an athlete. So it's mm. your truth and like deep down, you know who you are. Um, so this has really like stuck with me till now. And I truly believe that it has allowed me to like focus on myself and, you know, carry me towards achieving my athletic endeavors while supporting my teammates. Um, but yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's kind of tough to, I know there's like so much ego at play, especially in the throws where like you kind of have to break down that ego and really just be yourself. And uh, I definitely learned that um, over my like first year in college. Yeah, just for me, um, like specifically in like the hammer, how is that transition like for you to college? Because I know you made drastic improvements within the hammer throw. Um, so I was wondering if I can get your take on like training and how that went for you in, uh, in college so far. Right. So like college, um, well, hammer has always been like my favorite event, believe it or not, even throughout high school. Like I would only throw it once a week on Sundays. Um, mm -hmm. But when I once I entered college, um, I kind of like told Coach Frazier, like hammer is my thing. Like this is what I want to like pursue while doing mm -hmm. everything else. Um, so one of the main things that like helped me is I started focusing on my speed and my entry. So, like, I do this thing. I don't know, like, any other hammer throwers that do it except for, like, maybe the Russians. Um, mm -hmm. But you kind of, like, turn your wrist, like, parallel. And... Yeah, you can kind of see that in a lot of the pictures that, like, you post. It's, like... Yeah, like, it kind of, like, very it adds speed to it. Um, <laughs> but that has definitely, like, helped me. And I do a lot of, like, heavy and light balls. So, um, I'll throw, like, I don't know, maybe, like, a 10-pound hammer, long wire. And then the latest I'll ever go is like a 3.5K, nothing mm -hmm. much lighter than that. But gotcha. usually I'll train with the competition weight, the 4K, and just go for rhythm. And once I feel good, I'll add speed. But yeah, just the turning of the wrists on the entry, that has been the biggest thing. Very interesting. Meaning like 50 feet or whatever it is. Wow. Yeah. All right. I'm definitely going to have to try that in training. Thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting concept. I've never really like heard of that sort of feeling, but, um, I know with, uh, with hammer, all of it's, it's kind of, you're just chasing new feelings all the time. And so, uh, yeah, definitely have to play around with that anyway. Um, and so let's go back to, um, like kind of your goals and advice and whatnot. So, um, so what are kind of your, uh, short-term and long-term goals? Uh, I'm sure like you're going to want to continue track after college and, uh, try to like reach that highest level. Um, I'm sure like the Olympics is always, uh, in, um, in play probably in the back of your mind. So like, I just <laughs> want to get your take on that. <laughs> yeah. So within like the next two years that I have left at UCLA, cause I'll be there for five years. Um, mm -hmm. I'd like to break the discus record and possibly the shot one as well. Um, I currently have both the weight throw record and the hammer record mm -hmm. at my school. So that's one of my goals as of now. But down the road after college, I really want to throw professionally and make an Olympic team in either the discus or the hammer. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's like you definitely have the talent to do that. So as long as you just keep working hard and stay healthy, it's definitely, uh, definitely in reach. You know, we're super like everyone, especially like in the New Jersey crowd is super excited to to see that we're all big fans so anyway um yeah so anyway I always try to end the podcast with a fun question and so if you could spend a week with any athlete at any time dead or alive who would it be and why 
Hmm. If I could spend time with a famous athlete, um, I'd probably like to meet LeBron James, um, just because like I was a huge basketball fan growing up. Mm-hmm. And I actually like tried to model myself after him in the way of like the game. Um, because I was always like pretty strong and tall and still able to handle the ball and speed up the court. So yeah, so I was great at handling the ball and shooting and I was also very aggressive on defense. So that's actually mm-hmm. always been a dream of mine. He walks around UCLA's campus from time to time now. Um, oh yeah. He's playing for the Lakers. Lakers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I haven't ran into him yet. So <laughs> yeah, maybe like uh, maybe on the Olympic team or something like that. I'm sure he'll uh, come out for uh, hopefully like Paris or something like that. And uh, maybe you'll meet him out there or something. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so like, awesome uh, conversation, Alyssa. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. Uh, do you have any last thoughts or words for the uh, listeners and or anything like that? Uh, sure. I'd like to give like a little advice to like younger throwers or athletes out there. When things get tough and you feel like you'll never throw a PR again, just always remember that you always get low before you have a huge breakthrough. Um, so keep striving for greatness and that's it. Um, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome advice. I know, uh, we always deal with our um, ups and downs, especially in the sport of throwing where things just don't click for a couple of weeks, but if you just keep striving for it, you can always, uh, get out of that, that low and kind of strive for your goals. So anyway, um, if you want to follow Alyssa's journey in track and field and beyond, her Instagram is at Alyssa.Wilson with a zero uh, instead of the O. And so, um, yeah, so, yeah, make sure, like, you follow her on her journey and whatnot. And uh, thank you for all the listeners that tuned in. I hope you all have a great day. And so, yeah.